Money FM 89.3, the best of Saturday mornings. Singapore Homebrew on Money FM 89.3. All right, we are back after that incredibly illuminating discussion. It was. But we are going to have a more illuminating discussion right now with our next guest, Yang Shufen, the director of Sungai Bulo Wetland Reserve and the National Parks Board. We are going to talk about Cashin House and the restoration that has been happening there. Good morning, Shufen. Welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you with us today. Very good morning. Thank you for having me. Cashin House. Tell us, first of all, tell us what Cashin House is or was originally. Cashin House is one of the really interesting house in the sea that some of the Singaporean folks might remember mm. is at Ulu Lim Chukang. But it was actually a very famous place because of the Cashin families. Mm. The last owner was Howard Cashin, a prominent lawyer yeah, and a sportsman in Singapore. And he was uh, known to be a very hospitable man as well and he welcomed guests. When he passed away, the house was passed over to the state and uh, the National Parks Board took over. Being a this house was actually built uh, almost 100 years ago. It's a colonial bungalow style in the sea, and it's very beautiful. Mm. But interestingly, uh, it wasn't built to be a colonial luxurious bungalow. It was built for a very uh, simple reason. 100 years ago, the rubber industry was booming, and that estate was actually uh, acquired by the Cashin family, Howard's uh, father, Alexander. And he built a pier first, yeah, to transport rubber. Because at that time, there weren't roads in the area. Yeah, not even the long Lingchukang Road. Basically, you needed to build a pier out to the sea to transport the rubber hmm. to Kranji before you can take the road down to city. Hmm. And subsequently, for practical reasons, they added housing to house the workers. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, so it was originally to house the workers on the pier, that mm, were putting I rubber know, onto know. boats. So yeah. it wasn't used as a family vacation spot or something. I mean, subsequently, initially. the family did go for like a weekend staycations. Mm-hmm. And uh, Howard himself uh, loved the place so much, even though he had uh, his uh, own home in other parts of Singapore, he decided to move in and stay there uh, as his home after World War II. Yeah, so it was a, it's a very interesting place with a very rich history. Mm. So when the National Parks uh, Board took over, we really had to think about first um, how to restore a house that's been left in the sea. It's uh, really tough. Mm. Uh, things get worn out very easily, being a structure in the sea. Sure, the salt and, water and everything. You yeah, know. Mm. and uh, it has a very interesting part about how it shaped the economy of Singapore because of rubber, mm-hmm. Yeah, which is such an important crop. In fact... If you go to Lim Chukang area, there are many road names known as Neotiu. Neotiu Road, Neotiu Crescent, because the Cashins hired Neotiu, which is a guy Mm. that known to be very good at actually gathering the community together, getting the workers to clear the land so that they could actually build an estate. But instead of just being there for work to build the rubber industry, he actually built schools, clinics and villages yeah, and, mm. and because of that, there were like other villages that sprang up in the area. Subsequently, to help to improve the lives of people, he even lobbied to build the road, um, which is Lim Chukang Road, and he even partially funded it. Yeah, mm. so when, when things developed and everyone got 
richer, yeah, and more affluent. Uh, it brought everybody's lives up together. So that was the rubber part. Hmm. And, and yeah, the house itself is a really interesting uh, structure. It has a very beautiful uh, architectural uh, taste to it where it's inspired both by uh, neoclassical uh, Tuscan uh, model, but adapted for Southeast Asia where the, the peach roofs as well as the house on stilt is modelled after the Malay uh, kampong mm, uh, mm. attack houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're talking to Yang Xu Fen, the director of Sungai Below Wetland Reserve National Parks Board. And first thing I want to say is I am delighted it has been restored and is going to be yeah. and is open to the public. And I'll tell you why. I first came across the house when I was researching a book of mine in 2011. And I remember this vividly. I went out to the Lim Chu Kang jetty where there were some fishermen. And I asked them, Glenn, do you know of Cashin House? And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, knocked down many years ago, knocked down, knocked down. I said, it's there. <laughs> I can see it from the jetty. You could see it about a couple of hundred meters away. And that was the first time I'd encountered it. There's nothing like Cashin House in Singapore, nothing at all. I believe it's the only seafront colonial bungalow on the entire mainland. That's correct, right? Um, I think. I know the Cashin family also built uh, Matilda House, which is in Pongal, yeah. uh, which is now a clubhouse in a condo, but at least it survived. But the difference with Cashin House is it's been, it's been kept, it's been preserved. I didn't think it would. Tell me about the decision-making process of that. Firstly, was it always going to be preserved and was it always going to be open to the public? What was your plans mm-hmm. for it? Yeah, as you rightly pointed out, like many of buildings with heritage value in Singapore, there's usually a lot of thought process behind this. For, for Cashin House, there were a lot of discussions and consultations with stakeholders as well. So in, 20, in 2014... Yeah, as well as uh, 2018, there were a lot of uh, uh, discussions and work with uh, the heritage group as well as the nature groups. So, mm. Cashin House is a very, in a very interesting place. Yeah. It's actually right next to Lim Chu Kang Mangrove. So, a place that's very rich and is also ecologically connected all the mm. way to Sungai Buloh Wetland Reserve. Mm. Yeah, and, and therefore, we needed to put different parties together to discuss the best use of the house. Mm. And actually, maybe the <laughs> fisherman is right. It was in a very bad shape it and was. in need of lots of repair. So, we had to hire a professional engineer to evaluate the options. And it was not an easy decision because um, many people will feel very sad that, you know, how do we best uh, salvage the place? And yeah. some of the options were if you were to just repair the house, mm. it would change the proportions and the facade of the house. That mm. It looks very oddly shaped. So one of the other measure is to rebuild the house to the exact dimensions. Mm. Yeah, and uh, it's not an easy decision to take, but that will actually allow us to rebuild the pillars so that it can stand the loading in the sea to make it safe mm. so that we could run public programs. Mm. And, and that was why it was conceptualized that let's paint the ambience as well as the beautiful facade of the house, but it will be open for public users. Yeah, so, so that was basically uh, how we came to a consensus with the community. Fabulous. So the, the current structure is not the original structure, right? You've rebuilt no. it, mm. but to the exact dimensions and look and everything. All right, so take us to today. Uh, we, we all want to go out there. We all want to take a look. What do we see? What do we find? What do we experience when we actually go to Cashin House mm. now? It's uh, not a big place because it's part of the Lynchka Nature Park, but uh, it's... 
has many interesting parts. So you could actually sign up for a biodiversity guided walk. Uh, you can see the white-bellied seagulls. At low tide, there's like stalks, egrets and some of the birds hmm. because it's right next to a mangrove. I think the Cashins enjoyed being steeped in nature as well. But if you are interested in the history, as you enter, you can sign up for a heritage walk. We had a lot of, we're very grateful that besides consulting the community, they stepped up. Uh, our volunteers are giving free guided walks to the public. So you can sign up for Heritage Guided Walk. And because of the house, and we actually repurposed the, some of the bedrooms, mm. um, you can actually use it for nature journaling. So we had a, we had a veteran artist volunteer who actually did a nature journaling workshop last year. Yeah, so it came out with uh, paintings as you sit there enjoy the sea breeze, get inspired and learn some techniques on watercolours. Mm. One of our volunteers did a nature photography Yeah, where you can actually go there, wait out for the sunset, pick up some tips on wildlife photography and take some photographs. And we look forward to more people coming up to work with us, how we can actually meaningfully use Wonderful. the house. We know, we know it has its uh, ecological value, which is great, but I'm glad you've touched on the historical value because Cashin House also has a darker history through no fault of its own. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping N-Parks doesn't shy away from that because it played an important, in inverted commas, important role during the Japanese occupation, didn't it? Is that something you talk about on the Heritage Tours? Yes. So one of the bedrooms, the master bedroom has, uh, with the toilet, has been repurposed into a mini gallery where we put a timeline and three key themes. One is economy, Another one is history mm. and architecture. In the history part, uh, as part of this whole uh, curation, we managed to find old photographs yeah, where the Japanese landed. Yeah, and this was one of the first sites. Yeah, yes, it was. And, and there were old archives that we dug up uh, to tell the story so that we can remember. Yeah, this was a grim past, but it also reminds us how important peace is. And I think the Japanese mm. erected a war shrine there, if I'm not wrong. Is that, is that true? Uh, in the past, yeah. Yes. I know it's gone now, mm-hmm. but it was, it was erected at Cashin House. Yes, and uh, the Cashin's uh, family, Howard, told stories about you know, um, how uh, soldiers or families subsequently after the war visited him at different occasions as well. Yeah, and mm. he... Gladly, you know, welcome everyone because after the war, everybody needs healing and they go back Mm. to the site to see the place. So he hosted Australians, Japanese, yeah, and different groups going there to visit. So it's an important part of history for us to capture as well. Interesting. We're talking with Yang Shifan, the director of Sungai Bulo Wetland Reserve for the National Parks Board, talking about the restoration of Cashin House, which is open to the public now. And I I wanted to touch upon something else We, we hadn't really talked about talking about this, but there was this new 18-hectare Lim Chu Kong nature park. Is that is that considered part of Sungai Bulo? Uh, is that under your kind of purview, what you're, what you're working on? Yes, so the Lim Chu Kang nature park mm. is the western extension of Sungai Bulo Wetland Reserve. Yeah. So what everyone is familiar with is Sungai Bulo Wetland. On the uh, right side, or rather the eastern side, is Kranji. Mm-hmm. And now, on the western side, that was announced uh, some years ago, it forms part of a larger Sungai Bulo Nature Park Network. Right. It's a strategy for us to strengthen uh, whatever wetlands that we still have today so that we can actually how 
house a greater population of uh, these wetland-related animals. Yep. Yeah. So the, the that announcement, as I recall, was made in 2020. Mm. Uh, how's that going? Is it is it up and running? Is it fully? Are mm. you? Are, is it being used? Uh, what stage is that at in terms yeah. of that new 18 hectare Lim Chu Kang Nature Park? So the 18 hectare Lim Chu Kang Nature Park includes uh, the cashing house that we spoke about. Right. So part of it is now uh, the cashing house together with the Lim Chu Kang mangrove nature area. Nice. So when the public sign up, they can take a look. And then sections of it is undergoing habitat restoration now. Okay. Public can even sign up to join us in habitat restoration effort. Oh, nice. Plant a tree with us, help yeah. us to restore the connection. Yeah, so since last year, we have ran at least like eight sessions, hmm. children, family, and we curate a list of uh, plants that are rare but important for the coastal habitat. Hmm. So come and sweat it out with us. And now butterflies, dragonflies are back to the site. Where do they find information about how to perhaps join those? Uh, uh, you can go to the National Parks uh, website. And parks. Yeah, and join up, sign up for the events. Yeah, mm, so wonderful. for the guided walks and and. I did. Uh, do you remember? I did tree planting there, yeah. and I did a live. Oh, I did yeah. a live feed from. Was you there that yeah. day? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, uh, we did a live interview from the site. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. That was but fun. your habitat restoration is is fascinating because you've been so successful that your wildlife population is thriving. The otters are, are growing. The crocodiles are growing. How are you managing managing that? Because in a way, Sungai Below is a microcosm of what Singapore wants to be as a mm. city in nature. So how are you managing that very fragile balance between keeping the habitat, restoring the habitat, but also managing the wildlife population? I mean, you already rightly pointed out that uh, we're in the business of uh, managing two important group of clients, keeping yeah. the animals happy and thriving with the plants yeah. and the visitors as well. Yeah, so an important part is really uh, communication and outreach. So it's really nice that uh, even the radio stations, the, the media is interested and we have volunteer community that we really helped uh, to advocate that when you are here in the nature reserve, if you happen to meet a snake or an animal that comes too close, yeah, stay away from them. <laughs> Give us a call if you need to, yeah, so that we can happily, you know, coexist. And that will be a little microcosm of what we can do in our daily I'm, life. I'm sure our friends at Acres would uh, agree with you 100%. 100%. Yeah. Uh, Shivan, we have to leave it there. Uh, once again, real quickly, if people want to find out more about Cashin House, about Lim Chukan Nature Park, uh, helping to uh, restore some of these wetland areas. Uh, tell us to go to the N Parks website. Yes, please. Yeah. Awesome. Yang Chufen, Director of the Sungai Bulo Wetland Reserve National Parks Board. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.